if that's not woken you up, um, I don't know what will. Uh, that's the excellent KLS there from Spain. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Nine Hertz podcast. This is actually podcast number 40. Um, can't quite believe it, but here we are. Um, so yeah, hello Pete. It's um, it's time to talk about 10 new releases again, isn't it? Uh, nine new releases, but yes. Nine. <laughs> we'll try again. Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. Um, uh, yes, good evening, Mike. Yes, yes, good evening. Um, so yeah, uh, we started off with KLS. Um, I saw these play in a basement last week in Lincoln, which was absolutely amazing. Um, someone who saw them in London like described them in the perfect way of saying um, it sounds like being shelled, um, and it certainly felt like that in a basement. Um, these guys, I thought they'd mic'd up the kit. Like I went down and played the same venue uh, in the same week. Um, and I, I was commenting to the people like I can't believe they mic'd up a kit in here, and they were like they didn't. And I realised it was because they were playing like the bass drum was basically three times as large as it needed to be, and um, and all his toms were as well. So whenever he just like whacked these huge drums, it just sounded like guns going off. So um, they've just finished a tour, I think, around the UK, um, and I think they've they've. I think they've been here a few times, so um, it, it was the first time I'd sort of witnessed this. It was like horrific kind of noise and, you know, very sparse kind of grindcore sort of stuff. But, yeah, it was just like being in a bomb shelter and having people whack the side with spades or something. It was amazing. Um, what did you make of this? I know it's I know it's brief, um, Pete, but what did you reckon? Uh, I loved it. I don't, you know, I've only listened to it for the first time today. Um, I think actually for all the kind of the chaos that's in it for its 56 seconds is it's quite there's something quite um warming about it quite like you know something you really kind of latch onto and like about it um i listened to it interestingly it's, it's part of the split and i don't know if you heard the other side of the split i kind of sought that out earlier and no, they've got, no it's um a, a kind of i think it's a one-man band i might be wrong but called negro the uh, the band and it's uh it's, it's a guy playing kind of um like haunting ambient type music and it's just it's such a weird sort of uh joining of those two bands on this but you know yeah, it's pro- probably perfect isn't it really it is yeah 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 <laughs> kind of bring you bring you down after that so yeah, yeah really good we're glad to glad to be introduced to yeah I, I don't know if they were um selling that particular um record on tour but um they certainly i i, I do get what you mean about the warming thing um Weirdly, like among the noise, there was kind of like something there to latch onto and to kind of um, bring you bring you down to sort of what they were doing. And yeah, they were, I think they're a bit more intricate than um, than a first listen might suggest as well. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, I think that's out now. Um, it's quite cheap as well, so you can get that on their Bandcamp. Um, we're uh, going to talk about um, nine new songs today, obviously, like we do every week. Um, and um, the uh, the next one we're going to pick is uh, by a band called Solar Halos, uh, and you bought this, haven't you, Pete? So, um, how did you come across this one? We uh, we received their debut album in two thousand and fourteen for review, right? Which uh, and I, I really fell for it. Self titled that that album, and uh, I got a lot out of it. And I, you know, still list that to this day. There there were essentially a stoner band but not really kind of that progressive stoner yeah. sound um they've got female vocals which is obviously kind of a distinctive thing but it isn't and you know I, I, they shouldn't get lumped in with the whole kind of proto doom thing because there's nothing like that there is they've, they've got their own kind of sound and 
there's something about it that I think is actually quite, um, quite quite deep and quite clever. And actually, it, it, I always found that I dug out actually the the review I wrote with them kind of over five years ago now. And what I said in that review, I think it's true, which is you need to spend a bit of time with them and spend the time with the songs. And you can't just kind of give it one listen because it grows on you and you kind of hear more because it's quite understated. Um, you know, they're not going for any uh, bombast or anything like that. It's just, it's there and, and it really does grow. Um, and so they've got a new album out and as I've been following them, that's kind of cropped up on my, you know, on my kind of uh, various emails and Facebooks and all that. So, and it, you know, it's called, the album's called Coiled Light. Uh, I think it's out in late April, so it's out now. Uh, and it's just really good, really nice song. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they've been quite prolific over the years as well. There's like split 10 inches and there's a few albums there. Um, I I mean, I've I've bought this because I, I want to spend a bit of time with it, I think. Mm. it Like you say, it's quite intricate, like beyond that first listen, beyond that kind of like, oh, yeah, it's female vocals, it's kind of stonery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I agree with you. Definitely. Yes. Well, they did. I mean, it, interestingly, Split 10 Inch, uh, which I reviewed as well, was with a band called Irata, who are one of the other bands who are in a similar ilk of um, still, you know, vaguely within the stoner setting and are really interesting, really brilliant. And they've got an album out at the end of May. So, uh, and we've received that for review. I've reviewed it. We haven't published it yet, but. Um, and I'd, I'm almost certainly going to play theirs on our next podcast because it's it's similarly brilliant. And there's obviously, I think, the, I, I think, and I might be wrong on this, I think they're both from North Carolina uh, and they both kind of have this real, you know, sort of uh, like a temperament and a, a, a feel for how to how to have progressive stoner rock, which is um, rare to an extent, you know, I think. And, and it, it, it's beautiful in, in some places. Yeah, I was going to say it's a rare skill to kind of make restrained stoner rock, and if you can manage it, if you can pull it off, then all power to you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm into it, and uh, yeah, this track's called Personal Levy.
so that was Solar Halos uh, with a song called Personal Levy. Um, we came across this um, early in the week, uh, last week, um, from a band from Israel. And um, honestly, this is um, some of the strangest, like, grindcore, sort of death metal-y sort of stuff that I've heard in a while. But I feel like that does not do it a service at all. Um, and I sent Pete this, and I think I think you loved it straight away, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's just so... I mean, it's really hard to classify. So they're called Carcate, and um, this is their debut release called Yekum Kiem. Um Some of the songs are, like, uh, really brief and hardly sort of make an impression and are just there, uh, explode before you, before it sort of fades away. But um, we've picked a little bit, like, um, more of a sort of extended one. And it's part kind of... It's it's very hard to describe. I think it's just really good. It's just really odd. And it's probably one of the most unique things I've heard in a long time. Um, especially that's just been floating around. And especially as a debut, it's, it's so odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of... I was making notes because I only kind of heard this a few days ago. And I think from for for a song that's like uh, you know not two minutes long um and is pretty much almost you know took up a quarter of the album anyway um there's there's kind of hints of like you know the raging hardcore of hexes with the something like fall of a fraffa and but also like you know that the armed do you remember them from yes last, you know yeah, the yeah. last year so, you know all of that mixed in you know all the kind of from the the weirdness and the the, the uh, progression and the fun and the kind of fierceness all within this you know hundred seconds essentially. Yeah, I mean um, the whole thing um, is over in what? Um, God, yeah, like ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes, which is insane um, because there's so many ideas packed in there, and I know that's like a cliche that we always say for kind of. You know, grind bands and and bands that like change their style so much, but this is so disarming straight away, and you're like, "What is this?" And I think the mystery's added with the um, the lack of information um, on the cover. It's a grotesque cover um, to it, and you know, I, I don't think you don't hear many bands from Israel. I mean, I know there's a bit of a hardcore scene there, but um, I certainly haven't heard anything that sounds um, half as inventive as this. So. Um, I can't wait to hear any more. I did notice, though, that it's been uh, mastered by Dan Sueno, who's um, a prolific uh, death metal uh, producer from, you know, all the way through the 90s, all the way through the 2000s. So um, they obviously were a fan of that sound to begin with and have, have sought him out to sort of make this. So um, I think we should just let people have a listen to this because I don't think we can do it justice with our words. Um, this is Shum Archiza. <laughs> Sweet 
Hey, that was uh, the excellent car Kate there. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about a band next that I think we've um, we've reviewed a few times on the um, website, but I don't think we've ever played on the podcast. Uh, so it's uh, 700th Unicorn. Um, Pete, this is one of your brings, isn't it? It is, yes. And they're a band I like, actually. They've, yeah, they've put fantastic. Out, uh, the new album's out last week, I believe, uh, or at the end of April. And... You know, it's, it's it's pretty decent. It's it's they've got something going for, and the, what kind of uh, blows my mind is they're a two piece. It just doesn't sound that way at all. It yeah. doesn't sound like the typical setup of a two piece. Um, and and they cover for you know they cover for the for anything they might like amazingly well. It's they you know they're, they're from Milton Keynes. There's um, I kind of I feel of I. I Kind of right, early Baroness, early Mastodon to an extent in yeah. there, but also you know lots of different elements in there. There's obviously the doom flowing through it. This track in particular has got a real kind of black metal start to it. Um, there's stoner rock in there. There's uh, there's actually a fair bit of screamo in there, which is really odd. Like screamo, yeah. you know, post hardcore type stuff. Yeah, probably not the song we're playing, but in uh, in other parts of the album and on there. Well, I think it's their first album, which is Ruins of Hope. Um, and they bring that all together. It's, it doesn't always work, but but I kind of give them a lot of credit and I really, I, you know, I uh, support them for it. Yeah, I think um, fun is how I'd describe this band. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going for that, but I just feel like it's kind of like um, if they burst onto a stage supporting your favourite band, you'd be really chuffed to see them. Mm. They'd be like such a fun, rememberable, you know, memorable band um, that you kind of they'd stay with you. I think they definitely make an impression. I mean, this this is the first track that we're going to play off the new album, um, which is called Culture of Fear. And yeah, this this first track, um, Triumph Through Tragedy, is just um, kind of takes your head off in a good way. Um, I just yeah. really, yeah, I just really dug this. Yeah, and I, I, I put in kind of the reviews, and I think I wrote in uh, both reviews I've done of them. Is there's a bit in the same thing that uh, the band June have got from Scotland, uh, and a little bit of Conjure as well, where they, you know, it's that multi-genre, uh, multi-element, you know, but it's kind of pure metal, um, you know, that love of metal shines through, and uh, try to fit all those ideas in, and I like that. You know, I really like it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are approaching metal in that way now i mean we've talking about you know we've spoken about crossover quite a bit um Mm. we've talked about um the influence of black metal on things but if you see these bands that kind of try and cram as much of their record collection into one song as they can it's quite heartening and it's quite um it shows a real love for metal i think Mm. and it shows like there's still a lot of creativity out there which is really encouraging Yes.
that was 700th Unicorn. Um, we're going to play um, a song from a band that um, uh, I played with twice last week and I uh, didn't get to see them the first night. They, they were playing like really late on a weeknight, so I had to sadly leave. But I, I actually managed to catch them on Sunday and yeah, they were absolutely brilliant. So this band are from Budapest, uh, they're called Wasted Struggle and it really reminded me of like um, late 90s screamo and hardcore and it was just punishingly heavy and fun so um yeah re- really really like these guys and uh, they were on tour of a band called oaken uh who was similarly um creative i think they're a bit more kind of uh post doom sort of stuff um a lot of a lot of kind of crusty influence in there but uh, a lot of hanging cords but wasted struggle had that kind of not tough guy kind of thing but um certainly that sort of metallic edge to them so i really enjoyed it and we're going to play a song off their new album um agenda of fear so uh, i don't know what you made of this one pete because obviously it's it's something that i've i've experienced in the last few days you might you might not yes. have the same opinion uh, as me <laughs> no I, I loved it i mean i only oh, heard yeah. it about a couple of hours ago um for the first time but uh, brilliant really good and i think uh you know it's hard not to love this you know love this song it, you know it's the only stuff that, the only song they've got out that's off the album it's out on you know sometime in may so i, I you know already look forward to that so I, I, one thing i was interested in you know so you're kind of the two gigs you played with them with temple steps obviously they um how come was it just coincidence you got you ended up on two gigs of their tour yeah i think it was um i think they were playing quite a few gigs in the uk last week uh, i think they sort of did uh london newcastle uh, the usual haunts uh, nottingham i think but yeah um there's um there's a new sort of collect well i say new that there's like a collective in lincoln called uh, the fenland hardcore collective and they're putting mm-hmm. on a lot of interesting gigs um in a really interesting venue called aikido which is like a gaming bar uh and there's uh, they've got like a basement that they use for a vr uh kind of experience but it's um it's also suitable for you know um sort of very tightly packed gigs so i'd say there's probably about 40 capacity with the uh band in there as well that sounds like a real opportunity to merge those two things together into something absolutely yeah yeah i mean there's there's people playing you know retro games upstairs and drinking little cans of craft beer and then downstairs there's just a lot of noise happening Mm. so um yeah it's a perfect (laughs) perfect mashup really but yeah um holy spider put them on in uh sheffield and it felt like a really old school um holy spider gig as well uh siphon from sheffield played like a bit of thrash attack to begin with mm-hmm. uh, we played and then um a really cool band from leeds played called cockroach um absolutely mental really really good crusty stuff but like really metallic and fun uh, and then yeah the touring bands again so uh really nice guys um very generous with their lending of kits and stuff so yeah really really respect that um and um yeah i think wasted struggle um it has to be mentioned that they had a lit up drum kit so um as soon as they started playing this blue light just enveloped the stage wherever they were so it really sort of added to the kind of menace of the of the music you can kind of imagine it like you know a darkened room with a big blue light uh, streaming from the back it was absolutely brilliant so um yeah i think they'll be back soon it, it sounded like they wanted to come back it sounded like they'd had a good time um so yeah i'm i'm up for seeing them again i can't wait to hear the album
that was the excellent Wasted Struggle. Uh, Pete's brought in a, a really interesting uh, record next called, um, it, well, it's off the album Hologram Temple by Stella Master Elite. So I I love this, but um, how did you come across this? Was it a review? It, uh, it was. It came through for submission. Right? Um, so a, a band I've never heard of before, you know, you put it on, just, you know, you put, we put all the kind of music we get sent through on for a few minutes to see whether it's something we're, we're likely to... You know, to feature in our realm, um, and quickly fell in love with this with this uh, track in particular because it's the first one on the album, uh, and a lot of the album as well. So, yeah, really, there's something really special about it. There's, there, I've got a kind of a Ranzi Pazuzu vibe to it. In yeah. a, they don't necessarily sound like them. Well, they do probably a bit, but not necessarily. But they've got that real alien feel. It, you know, it feels like from another world. It has got that churning aspect to it. I think I I, I noticed that straight away. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely. Um, I mean, they talk about Philip K. Dick's um, theories and stories about androids in the in the press blurb. So I think you're sort of spot on there. But that that cover is just a bit otherworldly as well, isn't it? It's kind of that's the most striking one I've seen since perhaps that armed record from last year like we referenced earlier oh yeah just really strange photography mm. um and with a lot of hieroglyphs over it so i'm into that why not yes yeah. yeah yeah there's and there's you know it's, it's kind of the music pulsates it's um hypnotic it's, it's it's got a psychedelic you know experimentalism about it which for you know death black metal is is you know is rare and there's an industrial fringe driving underneath it and it, then yet it, it's not chaotic it's um it's very controlled and measured i kind of really really kind of get a lot out of this one i think you were saying before that you know like listening to headphones gives you a know, real feel of it doesn't it yeah, I think it's that um, the, the the way that they mess with the stereo from um, one ear to another that really makes it very interesting. Um, I, yeah, I really sort of rate this kind of um, hypnotic kind of stereo uh, production method because it kind of disorientates you a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've had a look at this video, Pete, for the um, the single that they've got, but it's it's absolutely crazy. No, I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, so it's for the um, for the single I think they've released early, which is um, "Free Will Decrypted," uh, and it's basically like having a seizure. It, it's um, it's certainly intense. It's almost like sitting too close to an old CRT monitor set, just a, a bit of really strange kind of um, effect on the eyes. So goes with the music perfectly and and the aesthetic they've got going on. Yes, and we dance in the sky. 
So from a science fiction kind of perspective uh, on uh, metal um, to uh, Sheffield's um, very own Baal. Um, we haven't handled them on the podcast for a while, so um, it's uh, it's a welcome return. Um, in the meantime, since uh, we did a podcast, I think it was number three or four with um, Stefan, who um, uh, has since left the band and started another band called Grandfather. Uh, they've got in a new vocalist uh, called Joe, I believe, and... Um, yeah, he used to be in um, sort of black metal bands and things like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see where they take it next. I've seen a few gigs with the with the new vocalist, and it, they're almost like a different band now. But that's a great thing. Um, you know, I, I'd rather it was like that than um, just people kind of trying to carry on the old sound. Because I think Steph had kind of his own sound. Um, yeah, this this one's interesting. So they've released a track called um, "Grief Tourist" from uh, the new album called reverence and it's got a pretty striking uh, front cover as well like flowers on a blue background so they've kind of completely changed their their image in a way um i yeah i, f- I sort of heard this um, when they released it last week and it's it's so different uh, as to almost be um another band i think but that's a good thing i think um it kind of winds its way through several genres doesn't it Pete? i think we were saying this off air it does and i, th- I, I agree the point where you know, when when there's been such a fundamental change as a vocalist change, you know, they've got a guy in from, I think he was in, he's, in, he's still in actually, Hecate Enthroned, isn't it? So there's it's a significant um, shift there, you know, from Steph to, uh, to the new guy. And it's reflected there, but also I think they're an inventive band, so they're always going to kind of evolve um, and anyway. And they're, they're a young band, but they've always had that, you know, quite a, a depth to them. And yeah, I kind of, you know, from the the visuals quite striking, you know, the kind of real, the blue background, the flowers on the cover, um, to what then leads into, you know, a real strong black metal opening. Um, and to kind of, for a track that's kind of, you know, listen to it earlier, it's, it's only it's less than four and a half minutes long. Yeah, it feels like they're cramming 20, diff, you know, what other bands would, uh, you know, the idea that another band would put over 20 different songs within that, within that time. Yeah, and I think it's I, I had a few listens to it and I kind of had to try and absorb it a bit to to kind of understand where they were coming from, I think. But I think what it is is that they're trying to kind of not leave you at ease and, and sort of always keep you on the back foot, which is possibly um a tactic to make you sort of sit up and take notice. So I I honestly can't wait to hear the rest of it. I know we said we've um you've just pointed out to me we've got it in review, so um I might go and listen to this straight away after, actually, just to sort of see what else they've done. They've got three tracks on this one, so, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what they're doing with it. Um, interestingly, um, it's been recorded by uh, Mike and Adam, who've been on the podcast as well, um, at Tie-Dye Tapes. Um, it's like a, a, re, a reimagined um, Tie-Dye Tapes studios um, after the old uh, old ones in Sheffield got knocked down. Um, they're on an industrial estate, I think, uh, somewhere in Norfolk Park, like... Um, suitably industrial and cold and um reverberating um for sort of bands like this so it's a perfect marriage between those bands as well um yeah so i think we ought to just put this on and see what people think um can't wait to see some more bar gigs um hopefully they'll be back this year so this is grief tourist
So yeah, uh, that was the uh, amazing sounds of Baal uh, with a new song called Grief Tourist. Uh, we're going to talk about another band now from Manila called uh, Defago. And um, Pete, you picked this one, and I have to say it's just relentless. It's just like um, if you're looking for some just brutal kind of death metal, then this is your this is your thing, basically, isn't it? It is, and it, yeah. it is really good for it. The, it. You know, it's in that kind of realm of revenge or like Diocletian or that type of band. Really, just you know, full on pummeling war metal and. I, I think there's something you know. There's something with these bands where it's it is it's really well structured. It's not just um, you know you know more and more you know like loading it on. They're, they're actually they're quite uh, it's quite intelligent to create this this real relentless music. I, I, I get a lot out there more than um, you know the, this, the kind of majority say death metal. Really, kind of summed about it. Really um, organic, you know. An yet unearthly horrible mess but with a driving intensity and a kind of real kind of a plan to it does that make sense yeah absolutely and i think um they seem to have been pushing the sound quite a bit on this one i've been reading some um some blow about this one and um they've actually recorded with kurt Ballou from converge for this one so well that makes a lot of sense yes. um I, I love the fact that um, that kind of very specific sound has become a new standard, especially for stuff like. I mean, you would not pair like Converge with this, <laughs> this yes. kind of like straight up ultra violent war metal kind of stuff. Um, but then, actually, why not? You know, and if you want that kind of harsh sound, that's who you go to these days. If you want that kind of that clarity and that you know rough edge of a sound it's it's brilliant so yeah all part of that i love that um so i mean i, I haven't heard of them before but it seems like they've been around for quite a while yeah um, uh, just it, plowing I mean, away yeah there's a you know uh, there's a book by uh, the comedian andrew o'neill you know the kind of who's yeah. into his metal um called the history of heavy metal uh, you've read it haven't you I have yes, uh, I've yes. seen him live. Actually, it's brilliant. And I always remember. Can you? I always remember that they they were mentioned in that. So I kind of looked it up when he was going to play this, um, and it's right at the start, kind of when he's trying to grasp what heavy metal is. When he's trying to kind of, you know, it, it's in the uh, um, what's what's the first introduction, basically, basically of the book. And what he says is, you know, you can try. You know, people who aren't into metal classify, you know, have an idea of what metal is in the head, and obviously it's wrong because it can. You know, it can stretch from one end of the spectrum to another, and he's trying to give like genres, but also in terms of scale. And the two bands he kind of uh, picks out in that sense is Iron Maiden at one end, you know, in terms of everybody knows who they are, they're playing stadiums, and the other is Daifago, um, which you know, which is just ultra kind of nihilistic. Which, you know, I'm kind of actually quoting for the book, but um, nihilistic underground like ultimate kind of metal and those two things exist within the same world um so you know i always remember they, they were there as well and yeah it's there is something great about uh this you know absolute uh kind of pure unadulterated full-on um you know chuck everything out of it and they've they've been going for so long yet still this this sounds amazing yeah absolutely i mean um it kind of it takes a while for the, the vocals to actually come in because I think they let the drums breathe so much on this one. Um, and the drums are just 
like and I know it's a, uh, an overused word, but it's pummeling. It just doesn't really let you go. It's like a you know a dog t- trying to tear something apart. It's absolutely relentless. So yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, so the track we're going to play, um, I think um, everyone's going to love. It's Anti Cosmic Trigger. Here we go.
So uh, from uh, Manila, we're going to Azerbaijan, this one. Um, so this is a, a band called Violet Cold. And um, yeah, Pete, you've, you've brought this one along and it's pretty striking, isn't it? I, I think we're going to close with this one. I think it's an, an excellent one to close with. It is. It's, it's really interesting, really kind of, you know, special. The, um, it's uh, From what I've read, it's a one-man band, but he's obviously got other influences and other people to join in with this uh, from Baku. And while, you know, there's certain, you know, common elements, kind of black metal, uh, post-rock, and, you know, the kind of amalgamation between those two black gays and things, there's, you know, some, um, you know, other other elements in there. There's female vocals that come in that are really interesting and drive this um, into, you know, experimental psychedelic areas. Uh, and, you know, I've listed the album as a whole, and in some elements it doesn't work for that. It really, you know, it kind of gets... Um, a bit lost within that, but you know we've said it many times. You'd much rather bands be, you know, like really try and push things and maybe not get it right 100 percent of the time than play it safe. And that's where Violet Gold, particularly this track, I really kind of, you know, get a lot out of it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to use the word too often, but it's like epic. It's it sounds big and it sounds like really really well produced as well. Um, it sounds like he he just does. Um, countless releases. I mean, there's 46 on this Bandcamp. It's it's Jesus. crazy. So, um, he's not quite. Um, I, I don't know if we've mentioned the band Filing the Juicer before on the podcast, but he's not kind of um, <laughs> coming up to his standards quite. Um, Filing the Juicer seems to release two or three albums a week, which is um, some some rate. But uh, yeah, 46 albums over um, you know a, a few years isn't isn't that sort of. Um, Shabby, really, it's pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I, you know, and I, I suspect, you know, with often this, you, what you tend to you miss the actual proper like albums in there. And this this has came out, you know, it's, it's, it came out uh, on Bandcamp in February, but the the actual physical release is coming out in April. And you know, I think kind of people into kind of post metal, post rock, and post post metal will get a lot out of this uh, most of all. But you know, from from the kind of um, the mystical mysticism, you know, that type of element that in the black metal in there as well. I, can I really, I really kind of warm to this. I thought it's quite special. Absolutely, I think um, it's a really good way to close. I think we've, this is probably one of the most varied podcasts we've had for a while, actually. So um, I'm happy to finish with something um, a bit more epic than um, than heavy. So yeah, let's uh, let's give this a spin. So this is Black Sun by Violet Colt. 